beloved, we welcome you to an atmosphere for divine path towards heaven. Comment by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The Lord God has spoken, saying, Buttons has fallen from the hands of men. Raise me men and women who will pick up those buttons, thus building an intimate relationship with me and the people. And also saying, He said, If my word abide, abide, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate the word of God. When you receive the word of God, you meditate. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the godly, nor standeth in the ways of the sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in that law he meditates day and night. This is the word of the Lord from Pastor Iti Robert Eyu. Exodus chapter 23. Please reduce the volume a little bit for me. Just can leave it, don't worry, so that it doesn't go and affect anything. Exodus 23. If you are there, say, Pastor, I'm there. If you are not there, say, Pastor, wait for me. Exodus 23, common story, verse 25. We are still in our month of kingdom stewardship. We'll be talking about what stewardship is all about. Last week, what was the topic of our message? Huh? The Lord says he will rescue you. Exodus 23, I read from 25. And ye shall serve the Lord your God. And he shall bless thy bread and thy water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. I kept reading this scripture over and over again for some time now. And there's something that I am yet to understand whether it's a Bible English or there's a reason why God put that word there. He started with E and he ended with I. Ye shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your water and he will bless your bread. Why didn't it continue and said, and it will take away sickness from you? But I saw there, and I will take away sickness from you. Is it a mistake? Or is it a typographical error? Verse 26, put your hand. There shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in your midst. And the number of your days I will fulfill. Father, thank you for your word this morning. The Bible says the entrance of your word giveth light and understanding to the simple. Lighten our understanding this morning. Let every darkness be cleared as your word comes forth today. Thank you, Father. 
in Jesus name we pray I want to talk about the essential benefits of kingdom stewardship the essential benefits or reward of kingdom stewardship I use the word essential the statement will still would have been complete if we have said the benefit of kingdom stewardship but the word essential is there in other words the most important benefits God rewards you for serving him there's one important reward that he gives to you that he never gives any other person it's a special one it belongs to us and that's what we want to look at today the word essential mean in this context means the most important benefits the most important reward that you get or that you gain for serving God. I like us to understand something that the life that we live on earth, the life that we are living on earth here is an investment. Jesus said, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that you may have life. In other words, I have come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. Leviticus 17. It says the life of the flesh is in the blood and he has given it to you as an atonement for it is the blood that maketh an atonement for you. So life is given to you by God and that life is given to you to be invested. So life on earth is an investment. A certain man went to a far journey and he called his servant and he gave them talents. So when God gives you life, God gives you lives to invest. There's this song that you know we normally sing. Ijoba orukunene, araye yikbada, uluda jo ayembo, iobere loware, pa uloshelo, pa uloshesesi, ibese ayire, uluda jo ayembo. How did you invest the life that I give to you? So life on earth is all about investments. 
and it is only those that make deposits that are entitled to withdrawal only a foolish man will go to the bank to withdraw money that he has not deposited into firstly he must be a member of that bank a customer in that bank let's use the word and you can't invest in zenith bank and be going to uba to to do withdrawal life is an investment and it is only those that invested in life that are entitled to withdraw from life only a thief will go to a bank to withdraw when he has not deposited money there until you have made a deposit you are not entitled to withdraw the principle of life states that every harvest must begin with a seed every withdrawal must begin with a deposit genesis and chapter 8 and verse 22 while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest will not cease seed time and harvest and winter and cold and day and night the only word that time follows was seed look at that statement very well while the earth remaineth seed time the bible never said an harvest time it only said harvest there's a time to invest but God is the one that determines when you will withdraw when you invest your money into the bank it is the bank that tells you when you are entitled to withdraw that money the withdrawing is determined by the bank so when whatever you invest in life God is the one that determines when you are entitled to withdraw it. Seed time and harvest. So God is the one that chooses the time for the harvest. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, chapter 3, verse 6, he said, For Paul soweth Apollo watereth but God is the one that does what that giveth the increase Paul sows Apollos waters most of them are making investments but God is the one that determines when the harvest will come the problem we have in this age is that we want to decide when our harvest will come by ourselves and when the harvest is not coming by the time we chose that it should come 
will begin to get discouraged and weary. Your own is to invest. God's own is to determine when you will withdraw. And until the cloud is full, it never empties itself as rain. Galatians and chapter 6 and verse 7. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. So it is what you invest in life that life will give to you. You know, one of the major problems we have in Christianity today is that many are in church to reap, but they have not sown. And the preachers always preaches more about harvest than they talk about sowing. The 21st Christian believers, when he goes out for evangelism, always goes out to tell people to come and reap. And that's why they always come discouraged. What God sent us out to do is to call people to come and sow. To come and invest their life for God. But we have turned the message around. We are now telling them to come and reap. How can a man be in a place to withdraw when he has not deposited anything? You are in church today. You need healing. You are in church. You need God to bless you. You are in church. No. Life doesn't give you what you don't put in. Without an input, there is no withdrawal. There is no divine intervention without a human condition. You are in church to reap and harvest that you have not sown. Is it possible? Is it realistic? Nature only gives you what you invest. And the longer the investment, the bigger the withdrawal. When you invest 100,000 in a bank as a deposit and you want to withdraw it in two months, they will tell you that the percentage for that two months is just 1,000 naira. When you invest 100,000 in a bank and you leave it there for two years, the longer the investment, the bigger the proceeds, the interest that you will get. That's why you buy stock in the market. Some of the investment you have made in the house of God is not what you will get this year. It may not even be what you will reap. It may be what your children should reap. So you will be able to differentiate what kind of investment that you are making. You are in a hurry. That's why you don't get big things from God. Because you do not wait for your investment to yield interest before withdrawing it. Once you, you sow on Monday, you want to reap it on Friday. And you determine the kind of harvest that you will reap. Before you reap and harvest, first ask yourself, what have I invested into God 
for God to give me an harvest. When you bring an unbeliever to the church and the pastor begins to tell him that God is going to give him 24 hour miracle, is there any 24 hour harvest? Has anybody sown a seed and get a 24 hour harvest? Which seed in this world ever is planted in the morning and before day breaks, the person gets it? Life doesn't work like that. And that's the trick the church is using to attract crowd. Before Jesus preached to anybody, he said, follow me and you are going to sow your life as a seed until you die. You can't grow. That's the message of Christianity. Not the message of 24-hour miracle. Not the message of instant money. It doesn't work that way. You will make them to become thieves. And that's why they go and do 419 and bring tithes to church. And the way the money came is the same way the money will disappear. Life is an investment. And it's what you invest that you are entitled to withdraw. I'd like you to ask your question this morning. What have I invested in the kingdom that I want to withdraw from? The lies they told you doesn't work. You can't be in church for one year. You have not invested prayer. You have not invested any human work. You have not sound. You don't clean the church. You don't wash the, you, the, the, the toilet. You have not done anything in the kingdom. And you want to come into that kingdom and reap an harvest. Jesus said healing is the bread of the children. And we don't take the bread of the children and give it to dogs. It's what soever a man soweth. Nobody sows for you to reap. Nature will be unfair. Before you start blaming the pastor. Before you start querying the land. And say I went to my farm this morning. And when I got there. I didn't see any yam. The question you should ask yourself. Did you plant any yam? Before you start blaming the farm for not yielding your yam. Did you plant any yam? I went to our church this morning. I've been going to that church for more than one year. Nothing has happened. Money I not get. And they say, make they make they make they give, make they give. You were not giving. You were not praying. You were not sowing seeds. You were not serving in anything. What makes you think you will reap an harvest there? As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest will not cease. And whatsoever a man sow, that will he reap. Whatsoever he that soweth sparingly shall reap sparingly. God is not a user of men. So many people think that God called them to use them and to dump them. No, God is not a user of men, God is a maker of men. When God calls you to work for him, to serve him, God did not call you to use you. You are not a rag that God will use and dump. God calls you to make you when a seed is sown to the ground and the seed die. The seed is not useless. The seed is just about to grow. When you are dying to the flesh, in your eyes, you are finished. There's no money. When you are dying to your emotions, everybody's enjoying with their girlfriends. You chose not to defile yourself. 
Your body is dying, but your spirit is being renewed. Except a grain of corn falls to the ground and dies. Many don't want to die. And I told you some time ago that death is the price tag for life. And God wants you to grow. So he's killing you. Killing some things in your body that is making you uncomfortable. But until you die, you can't grow. And that's an investment you are making to life. He said, follow me. I won't use you. I will make you. Matthew and chapter 4 verse 19. God is not a waster of life. But it's a preserver of life. Some of you think that serving God is a waste of time. Some of you think that serving God is a waste. You look at yourself and say, ah, I don't waste my life for 10 years now. I know there are many Christians that are thinking like that. Looking at the unbeliever and say, wow. If to say I know. If to say I know. God has not called you to waste your life. God has called you to preserve your life. The Bible says it will preserve your going out and your coming in. Even from these times, henceforth. Serving God is not a waste of life. Serving God is not a waste of time. Isaiah 45 verse 19b he said I have not asked the sons and daughters of Jacob to serve me in vain. God has not called you to serve him in vain. There's a reward. God said I have not called you to serve me in vain. So serving God is not a waste of your time. It's not a waste of your life. When it is time for your harvest, God does not only remember you, God also rewards you. The Bible says he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hebrews 6 verse Hebrews 11 verse 6b He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That statement will still have been correct. If he said, God is a rewarder of them that serve him. God is a rewarder of them that seek him. But the word diligently is placed there. And I don't think you have looked at the meaning of that word. God doesn't reward those that serve him. He rewards those that diligently serve him. Diligently. What's another word for diligent? What does it mean to be diligent? Proverbs 22 and verse 29. Seest thou a man diligent in serving God? Seest thou a man diligent in the business of God? That man will stand before kings. He will not stand before ordinary men. Until you give your service of God a business approach, you never receive any reward for it. Until you see serving God as a business. Listen, let me tell you something. So, I was talking to a pastor some time ago and I said to the pastor, 
he, he keeps complaining every day. I don't know what's in the happen. Man of God, now people come to church. Now have, have service today. How this one today? How that one today? And I asked him, where are you? He said, I did my house. I said, you did your house. Who did church? He said, nobody. Now Wednesday we get weekly service. And you expect to be paid. And you expect customer to come. That's not diligence. When Peseta started, we had no building. But we are going out for evangelism. Early in the morning, my neighbors will wake up, dress, enter their car, and they say they are going to the office. I told you the story that one day, my father-in-law visited me. We just got married. And he was about going home. And he asked my wife for some money. And my wife said, there's no money. Kosovo. And he said, sure. Kumaru. Sure. And he left. And my wife came back home. And he said, see, that's why I say, make, make her walk. I said, the one what would they do for church now waiting? Some pastors will tell you that go and look for work and work. That means they never believe that the work they are doing in church is a work. That's why it's not paying them. Unless you are not working. That's why people see pastors as lazy people. Why? Because pastors, they think that the job of a pastor is only on Sunday and on Wednesday weekly service. Then the pastor sleep. And I said to him, your church will never move forward. We had no building when we started this church. We wake up every morning by 8 o'clock. Take our baths. In fact, by 7.30, my wife will be hurrying me up. Mighty, we don't let. Where could they go? Where would they let go? Have you ever seen anybody coming to church and is rushing to church that is late? He never sees serving God as a business. When you go to your office, when do you resume your office? 8 o'clock in the morning. You wake up 5 o'clock, you are rushing to work because you are in business and because somebody will not pay you if you come late. It will be deducted. So you are giving that job a business approach. Why don't you give your service to God a business approach? You come anytime you like because you believe there is nobody watching you and that's why you don't get paid for it. That's why you are in church for 10 years. You have been working and nobody because you do it at your convenience. You have been sweeping church. You can come 8 o'clock. If you say to yourself, I am coming to sweep church every 8 o'clock on Saturday or Monday by 7.30. Anybody that is disturbing you at home, say, I don't let now. They go tell you, say, where you they go? Now if you don't go to sweep church, you can sweep church anytime now. You feel God there at 12. But that was not the business you had with God. Why don't you go to your office by 11 o'clock? Why don't you get to your office by 12? You gave it a business approach. And listen, if that director did not make you give that business a business approach, there will be no salary. That business will close. You know why many churches are closing down? The pastors and the members are not seeing that thing with a business approach. And there will never be reward. And I said to that man of God, man of God, where are you there? You there house? I say, yes. I say, and you want member to come to church? He said, no money. I said, you want God to bless you. God won't bless you. You are not working. I said, go to church. Resume there by 8. If not 9, you say you want to resume. Agree and say, God, I resume by 9 and I close by 3 o'clock. 9 o'clock, sit down there. If you don't have anything to do, pray. Listen, when you are employed in an office 
and your boss did not give you work to do and he says you should close by five the most important thing is that you came that you did not do any job is not your fault did he give you work and you did not do sit there in the church play your clock dress up go home tuesday resume again sit there god will give you prayer points you pray after praying if he doesn't give you another thing sleep go out for break do it consistently for one week one of my fathers in the lord said to me when we started pedro he said listen resume you take church as a business approach give it a business approach he said when he started his church the name of the street is Amai, I, I, Masiko. we don't know the time that's the name of the street where his church is and there is no roof but they gave him a land every morning 8 o'clock he goes to work mechanic is here mechanic is here he puts a chair in front of that land with table put umbrella when he starts and he will be studying his bible and be praying for one week he does that resume eight in the morning close three or before in the afternoon consistently when it is to eight he'll be rushing ah, i don't late i don't late who go beat him if he can't walk by night nobody is the pastor is in charge but he gives it a business approach god is waiting for me there by eight he said after two weeks one day he was there reading his bible and one brother passed good morning sir good morning sir how are you i used to see you are you a pastor he said, sir. He said, sir i have a problem god has brought what work and the man started telling him story how things have been hard and and he said don't worry Eh, we'll be praying when do you go to work the man said i resume by night he said come here by eight o'clock we'll pray for 30 minutes 40 minutes there before you go to work so every morning when he dresses up now he has a job somebody they wait for them by eight o'clock is that not so so he will rush down and say they go work oh, somebody even if it is one person stay with that one person but not today until the choir complete 20 they don't see god as doing anything until the ushers complete 20 that's why it's not growing that's why it's not working because you are not giving it a business approach until you see your service as God, for God as a business Jesus said nowhere down not that I will be in my father's what business two weeks after praying for the guy the guy came one day say daddy I have a contract that I'm pursuing we should pray help me pray that they should give me the contracts he started again started praying Lord God said only this one don't do he prayed one day the guy came and said they are giving me the contract the first tithes the guy he wasn't a member of his church but he was the one praying for him he goes to another church on sunday the first tithes that guy brought he said that was the tithe he used to buy wood and zinc to build the building of the church to start with if he was at home would that brother meet him there if he was at home will he pray for that brother and he will be at home and every day will be complaining that God is not growing the church it won't grow God saw him in his business place go and wait for me there eastern part of Lagos that's where I say you should go they gave me a land in Ikorodi I told them I said he didn't send me to Ikorodi eastern part of Lagos that's where you are an usher you sweep by 8 o'clock that's why you have been doing ushering work now for 10 years not one benefit has been accrued to you not one why you are doing it at your leisure you didn't give it a business approach that's why many are in church 
they die they are sick still serving God it's not working you say it's not working God doesn't bless Who will your director pay you when you keep coming late every day you come on Monday on Tuesday you will not come even if you are an apprentice one day your guy will ask you to stop because he doesn't have time for serious people it's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him Jesus said in John chapter 9 and verse 4 I must walk the works of him that sent me while it is day for the night comets when no man shall walk until your stewardship until your service becomes a must then you are not entitled to reward I, he said I must you know what they call must it is necessary it is mandatory that I have to be in church by it somebody said eh, you are supposed to meet by 10 the children are supposed to come they came by uh, 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 9.30 and uh, nobody is in church they went back if their school used to resume by 8 and they got there by 7 do they come back home with their bag is it 8 o'clock that your children get to school the school resume 8 but your children get to school by 7 o'clock even if there is no teacher they used to stay at the gates they don't come home because you have made them see the value of their schooling why they came home is because they never saw what they are doing for God as important teach them make them realize that going to church is mandatory so they should do it diligently that's why we are not getting see, the, the only when you the Bible says because you serve not the Lord thy God with gladness and with joy he said therefore you will be serving him and the Lord will put shit on your harvest because you are not doing it diligently because you think you are have you ever gone to work and think you are working for your boss you are working for your money and we don't serve God because we want him to be to pay us I said when you work to be paid you will remain a slave all your life but when you work to be made you become a king Jesus never called you to pay you Jesus called you to make you he said follow me I will make you he didn't say follow me and I will pay you there was no payment in the Bible the day you are made you are paid already God calls you to make you he didn't call you to pay you and your service to God is to be made and when you are made you are rich already when you are made you are, you are a king have you ever seen anybody that is going to work and depending on salary they will, many have been in Lagos 25 years they are working they have never built a house it's only people that are made that becomes rich and blessed people that are paid will always remain a slave your service to God is that you don't do it as a duty we don't serve God as a duty we don't serve God as a duty neither do we serve God as a responsibility no we serve God because we love him you hear me when you cook for your husband at home 
do you see it as a duty when a woman goes to the kitchen her husband has gone to work and she's preparing salad she's not doing it for the husband to pay her she's doing it because she loves her husband so she enjoys doing that thing for her husband because and she's doing it out of love even if it is her duty the day hatred comes to her heart she won't perform that duty again that means all along it's not done out of love but whether the man hurts you or the man don't hurt you you still love the man and you keep performing that responsibility because it's not a duty when you are offending the church you stop serving God why? you are not doing it from the beginning out of love the day your salary is withhold and you didn't get it you stop that and that's, God didn't call us for that thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your might that's how God said you should serve him thou shalt love the Lord thy God hear me the church is the, one of the greatest problems of our nation today the deterioration and corruption in Nigeria started from the church and God said I will shake the heavens and I will shake the earth again the silver is mine the gold is mine even when we are blessed God doesn't want us to be ostentatious with our blessings the way Pentecostal display wealth is enough to cause wahala somebody said Buhari's daughter I mean Buhari's son did wedding 20 private jets it was more than was parked in the airport all of them were Nigerians the same nation and they were abusing they are stolen our money they are stolen our money I said let one pastor also do wedding you will see that same 20 private jets there so before you start blaming them ask the church first we caused the whole problem and that's what all the members in the church also want to become they all their services for God is to be blessed is to be blessed the reason you are in church and you are not happy is because there's no money in your pocket there's no food there's no money to pay rent so you think that is all church is all about no wonder you are getting more frustrated serve God because you love him see your service to God approach it as a business resume when you are supposed to be resu to resume we have choir practice by 10 you come back by 10 o'clock you will stroll outside to go and eat gala you will sing for 10 years you won't get one reward if you do that in your office will they pay you if you come on monday and on tuesday you didn't come on wednesday even for the one you came they won't even pay you anyone they will still sack you and they will not pay you that's if they don't use police to arrest you for wasting time and some people are in church instead of getting blessed they are getting cursed because they are taking the spaces of the people that are supposed to work until your stewardship in the kingdom becomes a must there is no reward becomes a necessity serving God is not out of duty serving God is a covenant 
serving God is a covenant. I know what a covenant is an agreement. Exodus chapter 23. You shall serve the Lord your God. And he will bless your bread. And he will bless your water. And he will take away sickness from you. Deuteronomy 8, 18. For thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth the power to get wealth. To fulfill his covenant that he has with you and your fathers. Serving God is, I have a covenant with God. He says, I serve him. His own is to bless my bread and to bless my water and to take away sickness from me. You are not entitled to be prayed for when you are sick, when you have not invested your strength in serving God. Why do you want to withdraw healing? What did you use the strength to do before you fail or before you fell sick? And what, what, what are you expecting an harvest of healing? Healing is meant for the children, for those that use their body to serve God. If I am down in the hospital today, who will preach? If I'm there, who will perform the responsibility of a pastor? For the sake that I'm using my health to serve God, God is entitled not to heal me, but to keep me in perfect health. There are many that are praying for healing. There are many that are asking God for perfect health. It's only, it's only when you are sick that you are healed. What if you are not sick at all? Which one do you prefer? To be healed or to be in perfect health? I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. Not be sick and be well. Be in health. Living a sickness-free life. That's what service does for you. And one of the essential benefits of kingdom stewardship is good health. That's what God gives to you. Good health. Not money. Not car. It's only a man that is in good health that looks for money. He said, you will remember that it is the Lord that gives the power. What do you think the power to get wealth is? What is the power to get wealth? Health is the power to get wealth. Now man weighs now man weigh well, now they find money. Now man weigh well, now they wake up bath. The one way is sick, not even feed bath. Talk less of entering car. The one way is sick, not feed drive. The power to get wealth is health. That's what God promised to give to you. It gives you power to get wealth. I will not bring upon you all of the disease that's upon the children of the Egyptian, for I am the Lord that consistently keeps you in health. Why? Go and read from verse 1. And you see the reason why it's keeping you in health. Why the plagues will not come near you. No plague shall come near you. No evil shall come near your dwelling place. Why? He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. I'm not afraid of the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that wake, wasted at new day, nor the destruction that wasted. I'm not afraid of COVID. I'm not afraid of that. Why? I am in the service of God. So no plague is entitled to touch me. When you teach your people how to make money every day, why won't you be in church and be telling them not to come to church? 60-year-old woman stay at home so that they will not die. Shut your church and let them go home. You don't have a reason to preach. You are not a preacher. 
24th century pastors that pick up mic and they're talking nonsense if you don't believe that your god can heal what are they doing in church doctors still resume work they don't drive their patient away from from the hospital doctors never close the gate and tell this patient you are an old woman make sure you don't come to this hospital again go home and die so that you will not carry disease no if the hospital is still open then the church must be open to cure diseases to heal but when you have people that don't know what calling is that wake up one day and think that opening church is using strategy to raise people and raising dead members that's what has brought nigeria to this even if you make a christian the president of nigeria today he will be more corrupt than buhari he doesn't have a foundation all he had was the gospel of harvest not the gospel of seed there is a battle that is going on right now by satan over the health of people all manners of sickness and diseases and plagues and pestilence are being released into the air by demonic forces and agents of the devil diseases that x-ray machine cannot catch diseases that medical science have not been able to prove the bible says in ephesians chapter 6 that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. be strong in the lord and in the power of his might put on the old armor of god that you may be able to stand in the evil day we are not fighting against flesh and blood we are fighting against principalities and powers against the rulers and the powers of the air the rulers and the powers of the air and most of the pestilence and plague are coming from the air is polluted covid comes from the air it's an airborne disease why the powers of the air have taken over and why is satan doing that listen the most essential thing after life is health satan is after the health of people is after the health of families to plague them down with affliction why because he knows that health is life a man that is afflicted is not living the Yorubas will tell you when somebody is sick one kilon she only go badu is disease is not at ease it's not until your body is hot that you are diseased when your body becomes hot you are sick when you are discouraged when you are hopeless you are diseased and doctors have told us that 80 percent of all sickness are emotional satan knows if he takes your money you will survive if he takes your job there are many people that have been out of job for two years they are still eating there are many people that have lost their homes for two years they are still living but no one that loses health and is still alive 
I was taught in the primary school when wealth is lost, nothing is lost. When job is lost, nothing is lost. When money is lost, nothing is lost. But when health is lost, everything is, is lost. Everything. Everything. When your health is lost, everything that you have is lost. Health is the greatest asset in our physical and spiritual existence. Every other business operates on the platform of good health. Every other business coming to church, playing keyboard, preaching, all sitting down the way you are now, even listening to me, is because you are well. When you are sick, your ears become deaf. Every other business in life, only moon, only sun, all operates on the platform of good health. And that's the essential benefit that you get for serving God. It blesses your bread and blesses your water and it takes away sickness from you. When sickness is taken away from you, you are blessed. Your bread is blessed. When sickness is on you, no matter how sweet that blessing is, it's polluted already. In such a time like this, what is the greatest cure for sickness? Service. Service. Have you seen how many Christians that are plagued today? Service. Serve God, not out of duty, but out of a covenant with him. It's a covenant. He owes you health, and you owe him service. You are the one that needs him. He doesn't need you. You don't need prayer to be healed. You just need service. Every great man in the Bible were servants. God did not say to Satan, as thou considered my master Job? He didn't say, have you considered my pastor Job? He didn't say, have you considered my usher Job? He didn't say, have you considered my choir leader Job? He said, have you considered what? My servant. My servant. When the king ran to the lion's den, the first thing he shouted, Daniel! What did he call him? Servant of the living God as the Lord sent his angels to save you. To save who? The master? To save who? The servant. When I look at some of you, I shake my head. You think I will beg you to serve God? You think I will beg you to sweep? You think I will beg you to do an engineering work? That's a, it's, it's belong, I'll do that. It's a covenant that you have with God. And that's what keeps your home going. I've been enjoying that platform for the past 25 years in my marriage. Free inch. We, we live like friends. We are in the... I serve God. I serve God. I am a servant of God. I'm not serving God to preach. If I enter this church, nobody's there and is dirty. I will sweep it. I don't outgrow sweep. It's my father's house. I am a servant. David was a king. And he was an housekeeper in the house of the... A gate man 
how will you feel you come to church and Buhari is the person at the gates you will mellow have you ever seen a governor doing usher in church a pastor made an announcement and said listen next Sunday someone Lu will be visiting our church next Sunday boom that was all he said he came to church on Wednesday they've rocked the church they've changed the in fact, the, the man that was in the, on the engine changed the whole speaker. The mixer. Wow. If you talk, your voice will make boom, boom. You'll be hearing it in Charlie Boy. The ushers, they use they, they pour perfume inside the water. They used to mob. Come and see that Sunday how they came to church. Service that will start by eight, seven o'clock. Everybody is in church, waiting for some wool. They finish praise worship. Everybody was looking. When they hear the one, they look back. It don't they come? See the AC. If they then service them. Pastor, hold microphone. Preach finish. Then look back. Some wool not they come. They took offering. See seed. When they finish, you say. You were expecting some old Luabi? They say yes. He said, if I didn't tell you that some old Lu is coming, this church will not be. I don't need shout since Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. This amp will not let her rest. Church will not sweep. That the only way we have to do something with this. Some old will not they come or not Jesus they come. If I've told you that Jesus is coming to church next Sunday, you won't do all this one with the worker. The one that was not wearing tie before. If you see the suit, we'll bring guy we a church. Because some old Lu they come. That's the only that is man. You can see the dignity they put in their service. Eye service. But Jesus will be coming to church. He said, I've been telling you about the second coming of Jesus. You have not done anything about it. Only someone who is coming to church on Sunday. Do you know if I have announced that that is coming next Sunday? Nobody will come late. This church will not be like this. You will invite all your friends in your company. If you are not doing evangelism before, this week you will do so I'm going to announce to you. Buhari is coming here next Sunday. Oh. He won't even come to church because some of you will say, can't do it. So I will not tell you that Buhari is coming. <laughs> because if he's coming, you won't come safe. <laughs> Praise God. One of the essential benefits you get for serving God is good health. Hear me. The Lord knows that you have need of all these things. I, I, want to, I want us to go back to the foundation of Christianity. This thing they presented to you in this 21st century Christian, it's not Christianity. Christianity is not bread and butter. Christianity is not come church, come take money, come church, come pay your house rent. It's far beyond that. The Lord knoweth that you have need of all these things. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And every other thing shall be added unto you. Every day you come to church, you meet Mr. Adam, sweeping church, cleaning church. That's what they call diligent. Consistently. In season and out of season. When there's money and there's no money, just let Brother Ululade get a big testimony tomorrow. On Tuesday, he and the wife will come and clean this church. In fact, I'll meet them here in the afternoon. Pastor Kilenshit, I'm 
and Bale, and you will not sit down, lie down on the altar. Why? Because they got a testimony. But let them stay for one month, no food. You will see whether their service will be diligent. They that, you know the word diligent is in season and out of season, consistently. We will do evangelism morning to three o'clock. No, in fact, we will give some handbill, they will throw it away. Every morning, we are still consistently doing it. Consistently coming. Consistently coming. Con there was a house. The house is Takpelumi came from. There was a, a an house girl we were pursuing there. We saw the girl went to buy and we ministered to her. The next day we come, we came to the house to preach to that house girl. The gate man banged the gate on us. What do you define? All this year, yeah, useless preacher. What do you define? Six months later, or one year later, we were in that house. We entered the house. It was not the house girl we came to see. It was the madame of the house. I entered into the house, came down from the car. That same gate man carried my bag. You remembered? Rush us, welcome, sir. Welcome, sir. Madame said, Hey, let them go outside. You let them go outside. You open the door. When we finished with the woman, we are coming down. I said, You remember me? He said, No, sir. I said, I won't tell you who I am. It's not necessary. And me and my wife look at ourselves. The house girl was no longer there. She has packed, but the gate man was still there. We were consistently. With, the way we followed house girl was what made God to give us the madam of the house. Consistently. This one you are doing, looking for pity. Serve God. Pastor won't bless you. Listen, prophecy. They may prophesy from now to tomorrow. It's God that determines when he will bless you. If that's what you want to hear, how many have they told you? My brother, stand up. Joy, why? Joy, why? Why did you do this? Why? Why? You cry. Everybody look good. Now what you come church, can't do with that. Come hear story. Come hear the tree where your papa house. My sister, somebody came here, prophesied. It may be the word of God. And say, Madam, which car do you want to drive? Oh, I say, I'm looking at her. He said, I see it coming. God has given you a car. Oh, I say, Praise the Lord. And from every day, my wife said, Mighty, my hand they scratch me. I they wait for that money. I they wait for my heart. Vine, serve God. Leave motto. Close to almost five years before we got the car. With all the deposits, with, with the prophecy. <laughs> Praise God. And when God wanted to give us, He gave us talents. When you follow God like that, you will not be hot. Make with. Just deposit your service. It's God that determines when your deposit will yield fruits. And he doesn't want to give you 10%. He wants to give you much more than that. It may take one year. But don't serve God out of a duty, out of salary. And they do it because serve him because you love him. Baba Jai was here. I've told you the story several times. No usher has ever ushered this church. The way Fumi and Baba Jai did it. Nobody. Fumi sweeps the whole of this church. Baba Jai will sweep. So he started having problem with Gateman. The Gateman said, I thought you swept yesterday night. You came back this morning. He was here sweeping in the morning. I was in the office. One person passed the road there. Never knew him from Adam. Walked into the church. Called him. 
Say, sir, I was passing something as you come here. I saw you sweeping. What do you do? The man said, he was the one that determined what he wants. And he said, I'm an Okada rider. They stole my Okada, my Okada's well. He said, follow me. Took him home and bought him new Okada. I never saw the man. I didn't know the man. Up to today. He was just sweeping. And he wasn't sweeping for God to give him money. He didn't sweep and say, Pastor, come give me money for rice. He was excitedly doing it. And look at how God blessed him. Serving God with all his heart. We closed weekly service. We were going home. For me, when we close church, stays in the same house with Sister Kpelumi. Sister Kpelumi, we close. Enter car, drive. For me, we trek home. In her mind, she did suffer. Abby? God, wicked. She did cry. And I said to her, just serve God. If Fumi has followed Sister Pelumi inside that car, she won't see the husband. It was at that junction, near that local government. I saw she did walk around 10. Nine, this boy pass. Begin following. With car, the point lights. The ayah saw Fumi on that junction there. After service on Wednesday. Which one does she prefer? For Sister Pelumi to be picking her every day after service. Put on AC. As long as she's concerned, Sister Pelumi is a wicked member, is that not so? But whether she's wicked, whether she's not wicked, just be serving God what? Excitedly. Do you know that if I'm the one, during my wedding day, I will go and thank Sister Pelumi for not picking me with her car. See, I come thank you. Say, you not take car, carry me. Because to say you carry me with car, I for not see my husband. All things are working together. You think you are suffering now because you are going through something. But be serving God. That is the greatest essential benefit that you are in good health. Health is what I like us to see our service to God from a business perspective. Resume church. If they say it's 7 o'clock, nobody will kill you. Be running as if you are late. That's how you do when you go to your office. That's what God wants to see. Your efforts. I told you last Sunday, it is required that a steward be what? Be found faithful. Whether anybody is there or not, we resume here. I bring two clothes to church when this place started. Two. I come, I pull one. I wear the walking one. Check all the windows, screw them, go to the store, check, do them. I come back, I dress again, I go back. I am the pastor. I am working for God. Nobody sees for God sees. I didn't steal church money to buy a car. Now I did I steal it to get what I'm doing. It will bless my bread. It will bless my water. And it will take away sickness from me. You may think God is not blessing you. Your children are in school. Mirabe got admission by the service of the mother and the father. Unilag didn't give anybody admission. She got. Those are the blessings you should be seeing. And it's not because the child prayed. Because of service. Bow down your head everybody. Thank you, Father.
Influence. Hop. The Pace Setters Chapel. Number 16, Ogunyani Street. Famous pasta. Pedro Pariga, Lagos. Wow. I'm so glad to be a Pace Setter. Ha <laughs> ha.